Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. Hey everybody, this is Robin Steele, back week two with... Emilio. Yeah, so... Uh, for those of you that haven't been on the podcast in a while, we typically just stream the sermons from Sunday, but since we're doing at the movies and we can't stream those online due to copyright, we thought, hey, why don't we get online and just talk through it Yep. and uh, <clears throat> just think through the movie, think through what the scriptures are saying, and um, some of you will be discussing these movies in your small groups, and this might be a really cool way to help you prepare for that and have your own discussion about it. So this week, um, I was thinking about all the behind the scenes on this series, and what a lot of people don't realize is that the popcorn and all the snacks and everything are put together by our team, mm-hmm. and they get there at 7 a.m. Yeah, on Sunday early. morning. On their day off, yep. you know, and they, well, first of all, John Rodriguez and LaDonna Rodriguez make the popcorn. Make all the popcorn, yep. Themselves, they have a big popcorn maker. They make the popcorn, donate it to the church, yeah. and then Jennifer Longoria gets a team of her hospitality folks, and they stuff 800 boxes of popcorn. A week. Every Sunday <clears throat> morning. Not for all three weeks, each week. <laughs> And they get there at 7 a.m. It wild. is absolutely amazing. And so those of you out there listening, if you're one of our little popcorn elves, we love you. Yes, thank you so much for all you do. Yeah, thank you for thank you for making Sunday morning such a special place. And it makes a big difference. Mm, absolutely. So many people have never been to a church where popcorn is served. <laughs> I, I came in the, the service late this week because I was at Next Steps, mm-hmm. and um, it was a great time. We had like 25 people in Next Steps, and it was it was fantastic. And Next Steps had to be moved to the theater because yep. 316 was now Popcorn Central. Yeah. Anyway, great Next Steps, and I went back to the worship center to wrap up the message at the end, and when I walked into... The worship center it just smelled like popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so cool. <coughs> really so cool. anyway, uh, how are you doing? Good, doing good. You had a rough weekend. <laughs> Not a rough weekend. I was absent on Sunday though. Uh, I I did watch the sermon, however. But yeah, you know, just uh, we did a lock in with our students on Friday night. Our student ministry had a lock in. It was mm-hmm. great. We had like uh, I think close to eighty students mm-hmm. and helpers and everything was really cool. Slept for like an hour and a half, snuck away for a little nap. In the church <laughs> in the church building? Somewhere? No, I, I went home to check on my newborn and snuck an hour and a half nap in and then came back and um, finished, cleaned up, had plans all day Saturday. And the idea was that Sunday night, you know, get some, or Saturday night, get some rest for Sunday. And uh, baby Judah decided he did not want to <laughs> sleep at all from about 8 p.m. to about 9 a.m. He cried and so uh it was pretty brutal um sleep deprived i slept for like an hour and a half for like 50 hours or something but i'm better now we had a better night and stuff and the the following nights so feel good got to watch the message loved it 
thought it was so great. Yeah. How much of your message, I know you're supposed to ask me questions, but I had thought of this. Mm. How much of this uh, message is like, um, because you've done a greatest showman one time, like uh, live, and now you did it with the film mm. and all that. You incorporated a song, which I thought was like really cool. Um, how do how do you see that like the message changing um, from like when you did it, where you were in life back then, you know, a few years ago, to like where you are in life, your perspective mm. on like a movie. Mm. Like, I guess my question is like, how much of a movie can change for you just based on like what you're going through mm. and stuff in your own life? Was there anything? Yeah. Let me say something before I answer that question, before okay. I forget it. Um, you said you just watched it, and I want to say something special to our podcast listeners that we do have a link if you happen to have missed it or you have a person in your life that missed it and you would like for them to see it. We do have a private link we can send mm -hmm. that can't be published online, but it can be privately sent. So, uh, you know... I we did this movie mm -hmm. a few years ago, and some people remembered that. Uh, I spoke live with clips, and then I watched it again this year, and then I did the message again, and then recorded it, and then I actually edited this yeah. one myself. Yeah. And uh, so <coughs> spent a lot of time in the movie editing, watching it over and over and over. And it was unbelievable how I was sitting there in the 830 service and it was like speaking to me. Mm, yeah. After all that, yeah. after all that time, um, I was like, wow. I was just like, I'm going to listen for me. Mm, yeah. And it's so weird. Most of y'all never experienced this because you're not a preacher, but how you can preach to yourself, yep. you know, and... Um, you know, this happened to me after I wrote the book that I wrote, you know, I, a few weeks ago, I was speaking on uh, something and I was like, man, I have a chapter in my book about that. I'm going to go back <laughs> and look at that. And uh, I went back and read it and I was like, wow, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I weird. wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to your question. Yeah, totally. Life changes. Um, things hit differently. I think this movie preaches pretty much by itself. Yeah, you for know, sure. it's, I mean, if you have any sort of inclination of the gospel and Jesus and and life and identity, the movie really focuses on identity, where you get your identity from, and you know, craving attention. P.T. Barnum was craving attention from so many different people. You know, at first he he created this museum of curiosities and it became successful mm -hmm. but there were certain people that still didn't accept him mm -hmm. you know the the art critics and the um his father-in-law and so like it on on some level he was successful because he was making money and people were coming to it but he still wanted to be accepted by a certain group of people yeah 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 and so just, you know, uh, it's pretty easy m story when to, to really get something out of it once, yeah. once you start looking into that stuff. And, you know, really to answer your question, I think in different phases of our life, we seek attention and acceptance from different types of people. And um, 
you know, maybe we uh, maybe we get through one and we learn that we don't need their approval. God's got it, and we grow from that. And then later on in life, we realize, oh, I'm I'm either going back to the same thing, or I'm now I'm craving attention from a different group of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> I think the scene with him and his father-in-law, you know, after he got Jenny Lynn to come sing and his father-in-law comes into the room and and uh, he, he starts to give P.T. some acceptance. Mm. He's like, you, you've done well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then there, he's like, okay, you know, I got it. I got his approval, you know. But then he just gets set off really quickly about how, um, you know, he starts using sarcasm and all this stuff to really get back <laughs> at his father-in-law. They get in a fight, and then almost instantaneously, P.T. Barnum goes and rejects yep. the people that took him so far. Yep. You know, all the people, uh, the bearded lady and the tall man, the fat man, all the different characters, you know, and shuts them out. And it's just this clear, clear picture of humanity. Yep. And this class system. Yeah. So wild. What about you? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> as far as the Do movie you struggle goes. struggle with or your father-in-law? <clears throat> no, actually. Things are pretty well <laughs> with my father-in-law, thankfully. Um, as long, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. I think, I, yeah, that that message and throughout that you just find that common common message throughout is is so powerful. There's in that song that you showed in the movie when he's singing that, and there's a part where he like steals the bread as a young kid in that mm-hmm. song, and the person that kind of sticks his hand out to him yeah. is someone who's like a little yeah, disabled. different disabled. Yeah. And I always wondered watching the movie if that right there was what made him you know, seek out a certain class of people to make his own family, you know, like almost Mm -hmm. if because of that interaction as a young kid, he found more of a, a more of something in common with Mm -hmm. that group of people, which in the movie they class as like different or Mm -hmm. weird or whatever versus, you know, and they all bring something different. There's like a racial element, an overweight, Mm -hmm. a bearded lady, all these things. But I always saw PT as he was like in his own mind, he was like, he, he represented poverty. He represented the poor and that the poor needed a voice. And and even in his success, like everything around him, he was seen successful. He never really leaves his, his poverty mindset, you know, until he finds himself back in real poverty again, yeah. you know. And it's this interesting story. Yeah, that you know, his father-in-law in that scene that I was just talking about, his father-in-law says all this success and still just the Taylor's Exactly. Son. And it's really true mm-hmm. in that what he's saying is PT, because PT was still on edge and still living in the posture of that poverty mentality because he's still, instead of being confident in who he was, and like, I don't need, I don't need your approval. Right. He's still in that same yeah. place. Mm-hmm. So success did not break him out of that mental prison of that poverty mentality and so it just really makes us think about our own life and who are we trying to 
get approval from? Who are we mm-hmm. trying to get acceptance from? And why do we quit or why do we not receive that from God? Yeah. You know what's so interesting is that with one character, PT, in this movie, um, you get two really storylines. You get a storyline that we're talking about of like poverty, success, still being in bondage, you know, striving for attention. But all the while, even though he's like going through all of that, you still see him really live a a life of faith. And that's something that you touch on in the message. Mm -hmm. And there's this like, there's these two sides to who he is. He's this trapped young boy who's trying to like get everyone's acceptance and approval, but he's still kind of living by faith. And you go on and you say like, you know, people saw an empty hallway, but he saw hundreds of people Mm -hmm. cheering and, you know, Mm -hmm. they... They saw weird people, but he saw a star or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. this life of faith. He walked by faith and not by sight. It's interesting that he was both, you know, that he was living one way, but also seeing something. Mm-hmm. You got some coughing <coughs> issues? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> the scripture that we always get that faith perspective from is Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I think you're right. I think P.T. Barnum operated by faith so clearly, um, and he he didn't allow what he saw in front of him to keep him back or deter him. And, um, it's something we all could really learn from. And naturally I don't see that way. I'm a very practical realist kind of a person. And my wife, Erica is very much a faith, faith vision person. And, um, we've been good for each other. She's helped me see bigger and, and jump out there and do things. Um, So I think we all should be aware of how we're wired naturally. Yeah. And compare that to what the scripture says in Hebrews 11 and determine how much of what I'm operating on is what I see and how much of it is what I believe God can do Mm. behind the scenes. So... Another great scripture that I used was Joel 2. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, mm. my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I'm in the midst of Israel and that I'm the Lord your God and there's none else. And my people shall never again be put to shame. That is a prophetic word spoken to people when they weren't living in it. Wow, yeah. You know, they were, it's another faith kind of message. And um, what God is saying is, even though you're not in this place yet, this is where I'm taking you. Mm-hmm. And I love that about the Bible and scripture is that it continuously prophesies to us that what we're in right now is not the end. And um, I was just thinking about the 
conflict in Israel right now and the fact that all of these Hamas militants and terrorists are coming at Israel and you know, God's word to his people still remains the same, that he's going to be with them. So um, God's going to redeem lost years. And if you're out there listening today and you've got something that has been taken from you or you've messed up and you've struggled to try and get back on track, be encouraged by the Lord that he is going to restore to you what he intended for you to be in the first place and that you can't mess it up to a place is beyond his redemption, mm-hmm. and re- and he's going to redeem you good. Ecclesiastes 1.8 talks about that idea of longing, 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 longing for attention, longing for fulfillment and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Everything is wearisome beyond description. No, no matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. That's Ecclesiastes 1.8. Of course, the song is so strong when yeah. Jenny's singing Never Enough. Never Enough, yeah. Uh, where have you felt that in your life where you have been longing for satisfaction and maybe taste a little bit and then you sense like it just vanishes it goes away yeah i think like for me um a reoccurring thing for me is definitely like just with my job i guess with what i do for a living i uh i've always felt like it was like an uphill battle uphill climb whether it was like family not completely understanding my path or me not being super confident in myself or um, early on I dealt with a lot of like victim mentality about my appearance, my uh, nationality. Mm-hmm. I felt like being a pastor and just certain circles that I was exposed to early on in my walk of being a pastor, nobody looked like I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as just ethnicity and everything else. And then my decision to go a Bible college route versus a traditional university route, <coughs> which I'll go on record and say I've never said was totally against my pastor's um, recommendation at the time. Uh, <laughs> I remember sitting down with you and talking to you about wanting to go to Bible college. Just so I fell in love with Jesus and just became so obsessed with this particular place mm-hmm. where I thought they like God just moved more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to you and you were like, <coughs> hey, I'll teach you everything you need to know. Like, go get your degree. Like, serve here at Promise Sam. You'll be all right. And against your better, my better judgment, your better judgment, I, I chose a different path. <clears throat> In hindsight, kind of regret it, but a lot of good came of it. But <clears throat> nonetheless, um, the validity of what I say and what I have to say, I always feel like is in question or or doesn't mm-hmm. hold weight because there's not a degree tied mm-hmm. to my name. And I feel like I have... Sometimes great thought, great revelation, great things to say that are just will, n- will never be enough, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I don't have a it, I didn't go to a Bible college where I could get like a degree of theology. But mm-hmm. I also don't have this um, 
university traditional mm-hmm. four-year degree master's mm-hmm. degree or doctorates mm-hmm. or anything and so it's like here's this sh- shoemaker's boy trying to tell us about jesus you know or whatever <laughs> they call him in the movie this you know uh this this son of no one mm. who is no one because there's nothing tied to my name you know that's and funny because i you know <coughs> i got a degree at jackson state but i've had the same thought you know i've had a handful of people n- actually ironically no one from promised land has ever asked me where i went to bible school in 20 mm. years wow the only people that ask me are people that don't go here yeah and so people in the community business leaders whatever like hey so where'd you go to seminary yeah. well i'm in that same place <laughs> i didn't go <laughs> yeah well actually i didn't go to seminary i went to, i have a marketing degree <laughs> so it's never enough right you know? <laughs> right literally yeah, but I, I definitely have, have felt that for a long time. And it comes and goes. Like you said, you'll have these accomplishments in your career or whatever things you're able to do. And you're like, man, this is awesome. And, and God has always showed up. But it's like you turn a corner and you're trying to do something else or mm-hmm. you try to compare yourself to what someone mm-hmm. else is doing and mm-hmm. all these insecurities and stuff just mm-hmm. kind of like come rushing back in. Yeah, you know, um, Leah and Rachel in the Old Testament, they wanted a baby, you know, mm-hmm. and Leah was able to and Rachel couldn't and um it was that same insatiable desire and it kind of reminds me of a, a young man I was talking to here in San Marcos he was starting his you know online social media following as like a business and you know he got to 50,000 followers 100,000 followers and I remember saying to him how many is enough how many followers is enough, you know, because, and, and I'm not trying to like say he needs to stop, sure. but I'm just saying like at some point you don't need to rely on followers, the amount of followers to validate right. your content mm-hmm. or who you are, what God's said to you. When I, you know, when I wrote the book and it, it was, you know, I would tell some people how many books I'd sold, and they're like, wow, you know. And then there's other people I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell you. <laughs> because it really is your point of view, right. whether it's a lot or not. Mm-hmm. And, of course, for an author, it's never enough. Never you know, enough, yeah. you could sell 10,000 copies, a million copies, and it's like, well, John Grisham sold 50 million. Max right. Lucado sold 50 million <laughs> yeah. books, you know. So th- th- there's just never, never enough. Yeah, it goes back, I think, to what, your your why you like why are you doing it why are you setting out for you know, like with my health is always a thing it's like losing weight being healthy being off medication you know i've been open with the church in the past about like my own health journeys and my journey with weight loss and stuff and <clears throat> i've hit these goals you know under x amount of pounds or you know whatever but it's just like i'm i'm never content it's like there's always like a, an underlining of something, and it's the message of this story. It's like you can look at a certain number on a scale, but if you are just not uh, at peace at, at who you are as just a son of God, mm-hmm. like regardless of some of these other things and um, the value that you find in appearance versus the value that you find as as a child of God, um, it, it you, you won't. It's just, it's the next fad. It's, you know, from Mm -hmm. keto to intermittent fasting and back to keto. It's just like, it's the cycle of 
trying one thing after another to find validation or peace or, you know, to be, to feel good enough. And ultimately I think <clears throat> resting in, in God and his goodness mm-hmm. is the only thing that has ever brought peace yeah. into my life to a place of feeling some sort of ability to pause or to rest or to, yeah. Be okay. Yeah. Just be okay. God is so good. I don't have to look elsewhere for satisfaction. 100%. 100%. You know, that's, yeah. That's what we teach and believe. But yet, it's so easy to get sucked into finding satisfaction and the counterfeit and not truly diving into God's goodness. And when you're not satisfied, when you're longing for satisfaction, trusting that God is able to fulfill you in that way, it takes some time for him, for, for there to be a test and for him to show up, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we jump the gun and we, since we don't have immediate gratification or satisfaction, we keep we you know we get the cheap immediate thrill yep. and it and it ends up being <coughs> detrimental yep. in the long run very temporary yeah very damaging cool <coughs> any other thoughts um no been a, two great weeks i've enjoyed both of them uh, I think the message, there's some similarities within the two and not to give away too much, but there's a thread, I think, you know, God mm-hmm. knew what he was doing with this series because next week with Flaming Hot, there's some things like there, there was one sentence that I think in the beginning of your message this week that I was like, I might have said that almost like word really? for word in mind, just about the effects of like childhood experience and how it affects you later on mm-hmm. in your development. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a theme of that in Flaming Hot yeah. as well. Um, <coughs> so you're doing week three, week three, flaming hot. For mm-hmm. those of you that haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah, and um, very entertaining, very funny. Yeah, true story based on a true. Yeah, how do you say it? Based, based on, on true on, events, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> the story, from what I've heard, the story of of um, him rising from an entry-level, low-paying janitor's job to an executive at Frito-Lay is true, true, true story. The technicalities of him inventing Hot Cheetos versus some other Hispanic-marketed yeah. brands, you know, that's In question. debatable. Yeah. But the story is, is I think, the, the bottom line of his, his journey, his journey yeah. is very, very inspiring. And uh, you want to give us a little sample of your... Um, Oh my wife. <laughs> hey, promise land, my my accent. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty so good. So we got a promo coming out. Yeah. Y'all watch it online. Yeah. Share it. Promote it. Get people out. Um, and for those of you that uh are promised land regulars, uh, we're excited. You know, right around the corner is Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a couple weeks here in between at the movies and our Christmas series where we'll really give everyone an update on our On This Rock campaign and pledges that have come in and plans that we've got going on. But um, in December, we're going to start our Christmas series, and it's going to be based in John chapter 1. So if you're interested in getting a head start, you can dive into that. So until then... 
Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.